0: Hi there and welcome to One Body, One Life, proudly sponsored by Jermay's Fine Foods. I'm Vicki Newen and I'm on a personal mission to live to 120 and I would absolutely love to take you on this journey with me. This fortnightly show is focused on longevity and understanding how we can all live longer and stronger through diet, exercise, lifestyle, nutrition, and so on. Each episode, we will uncover tips and tricks to living your healthiest and happiest life for as long as physically possible. I'll be chatting to the experts as well as people who have defied the odds and explore various treatments and modalities to help us all reach optimal wellness. So Andy Liu is a leading wellness expert, presenter, and best-selling author. She's written seven books on health and wellness as been and has been a regular on major Australian and American TV shows, such as Today, Mornings, Sixty Minutes. New York Live, just to name a few. In 2009, Andy won an award by the Chiropractors Association of Australia for her dedication to the profession in public education. To this date, nobody that is not a chiropractor has won this award. Andy has qualifications as a certified food, lifestyle, and wellness coach and a qualified chiropractic assistant, and we're inviting her on the show today to talk all about what she knows best, and that is the nerve system and its key role in helping us to remain truly well.
1: So, welcome to the show, Andy. Thank you, Vicky. Such a pleasure to be on
0: with somebody like yourself who's all about living longer and stronger because I'm all about that. Absolutely, exactly. And so tell us, I mean, you've obviously been into health and wellbeing for many, many years. Tell us, how did you, what first inspired you to get into the world of wellness?
1: I know I look really good for my age. I'm turning <laughs> seventy-three next year. <laughs>
0: you look amazing. What's your secret?
1: Thank you. <laughs> look, I am turning. I mean, look, I'm forty-seven now, and people always tell me that I do look younger for my age, and I'm quite proud of it. I guess it's my uh, calling card, if you like. Um, it gets people talking about wellness because obviously I practice what I preach, yes. and I have been living wellness my whole life. I've been teaching it for over 28 years now and writing books. And as you mentioned, traveling all over the world on different television shows, uh, live TV in America and Australia, talking about the content in my, you know, now seven books, I'm writing my eight. And so it's my life's work and passion. But as a young girl, Vicky, I always knew that I was vehemently opposed to drugs.
0: Beautiful. And
1: I can just, remember the moment that I was about six and I had this first memory of why it just never resonated with me. And it's such a disconnector. But my father was giving me um, cough medicine. I remember it being bright pink and I must have had a fever or something. And I remember lying in bed in sort of a holiday uh, apartment where we were trying to have a holiday. And of course, I felt like a burden because I'd gotten sick in this holiday. And You know, and parents just do the best thing that they can with the information that they have. And so back then it was just kind of normal to to give me this medication, but I really didn't want it. And I remember being forced, you know, this spoonful of medicine. And, you know, I took it and, and it wasn't the first time, but, you know, I used to have sort of hallucinations after taking this medication. And it was as simple as a child's cough medicine. Wow. And just the feeling that I had, you know, I I remember watching you know, it was like a reoccurring dream hallucination where a little guy was sitting on top of my closet stirring some semolina porridge as oddly as that sounds. Oh my goodness. And that porridge would just get thicker and heavier to stir, much like it does when you are cooking it, but it just was like cement and I felt heavy and scared and obviously hallucinating and didn't know what that was at the time. It just felt so demonic or something. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Interesting. So then
1: that kind of, It was a memory that's obviously so vivid now, like, and I'm, you know, 47 now, but my mother was always a health food freak, ironically, and we weren't allowed junk food in the house. And if we said that we were thirsty, drink water, she said, you know, so we um, never had junk food, never had soft drinks. I think we were allowed to have something like an ice cream maybe once every couple of weeks. We grew up on the Gold Coast and we would go into surface paradise and view it as a family outing and a little bit of a treat. Yeah. But we, she made everything from scratch and her mother, you know, was from Morocco. Um, her, you know, my grandmother and my grandfather moved from uh, Morocco, Spanish descent, to the new state of Israel. They had nothing but rations um, of food that they were given to these new immigrants to move to the new state of Israel. And I remember her telling me that it was so much better than what they had there. It was just an orange, a pint of milk and a bread roll and that was so much more than what they had. But they were 16, newly married moved to this new country to start a new life and she had to learn how to you know cook from scratch nothing going to waste and it was just this incredible story of how you know generationally we had to grow up with eating real food and understanding you know how not to let anything go to waste and appreciate everything that we had then coupled with this almost like born innate knowing that I was against drugs and then I was never one to ever try even, um, I mean, look, the thing is, we're talking about medication now that is prescribed. But to me, whether it's prescribed or not, it's still a drug, it's a disconnector. And so to this date, I would only ever use drugs or medication in case, if it was an emergency. understand. And so this is one of the key factors that made me feel so passionate about wellness, which we'll now learn. And, And the medication and its role to the relationship of our nervous system, which is I guess, my favorite thing to talk about. And that was because, obviously, when I became an adult, I found the chiropractic profession. And I had suffered from so many things as an ex-dancer. I used to work at Warner Brothers Movie World and Disney and all these shows. And I loved being a dancer. But I suffered debilitating sciatica. Right. I had um, headaches. Sometimes I would have fainting attacks. I also was about ten kilos heavier than what I am now. Yes. Right. I was a very fit person, very active person, but my elimination just wasn't working. Okay.
0: Little did I know. So do you want to explain? So elimination you mean is in your digestive system?
1: Yeah, bowel elimination. Yep. And so I remember the chiropractor at the time asking me because I had my spine checked and my nervous system checked and we'll get into sort of the chiropractic profession and, and what the spine and nervous system is soon. But I remember having my pelvis and spine checked and my pelvis was out of alignment. My spine was—we'll was go into the terminology about what was going on. But the same nerves that were going down my leg because I had been suffering what's called sciatica, yes. is the sciatic nerve that goes down the leg that stems from the pelvis and the lower spine. I used to think as a dancer, I could... Stretch that out because obviously the muscles go into spasm because the muscles are a reactive tissue, not an active tissue. Meaning they don't have a mind of their own; they yes. get told what to do by the nerve the signals of the nerve. So I had basically a misaligned pelvis, if you want to put it simplistically, that was putting pressure on the sciatic nerve. That was making all of those muscles tight. And year after year, I thought that I could stretch it out, but in fact, I was writing at least one day a week off where I was just kind of bedridden with, with pain. Wow. I had to sort of give up dancing. But then landed up in radio <laughs> as a host and then a television presenter after that was kind of like my destiny and journey, if you like, to silver linings. So I wasn't able to dance so well. Mm-hmm. But then I fell into the hands of this chiropractor who checked my nervous system and said, you know what? This pelvis is out of alignment. I'm going to give you a gentle scientific and specific adjustment or a realignment and that's going to awaken that sciatic nerve. And it'll probably help your digestive issues as well. Interesting. I was like, how did did you know that I was so constipated? Yes. (laughs) Um, And he had said, you know, when we looked, there was a mass there and the same nerve that goes down to your leg also branches off to the digestive system. So, of course, straight after that adjustment, I needed to go to the bathroom. (laughs) Interesting. Literally, it just awoken the nerve. um, And that began my journey into what optimal health was. Amazing. And... Yeah, and then why I'm so passionate about paying it forward now, paying the chiropractic profession forward to others who might think that
0: they're being really healthy and well, but
1: this could be the one thing that was missing from their life.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's interesting you say that because I, I know you actually referred me recently to see a chiropractor because I've had my own um, fair share of injuries through um, yoga injury. Like my, I tore my ligament off my bone, as you know, but also just through lots of running and so forth. Um, and one of the stories the chiropractor did tell me was a similar one to yours where a lot of babies that she adjusts have to go to the toilet pretty much straight away upon adjustment. So it's interesting, you know, how people don't actually relate the nerves to being the main communicator to everything in the body, the organs, the muscles, everything. Well, the nerve system is the master controller.
1: It controls all of the 11 systems in the body. And so, you know, it it is the conductor of the orchestra. And so when you take pressure off that nervous system by realigning the spine, it's like a surge of healthy messages. It's like when you've ever held a hose and kinked it and then kind of released it and that water just gushes out. Yes. It's the same with having a chiropractic adjustment. That nerve flow just rushes in the way your body's designed to, to send those healthy signals to every cell, tissue, and organ in the body, allowing for optimal function yes. and optimal healing through the health of the nervous system. But, yeah, you've been having great experiences with chiropractic care and I'm so glad that I was able to refer you and, and tell you about it.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because it's not something I've um, delved into really much throughout my life. But but tell us, I mean, obviously you say quite often, and as we know, a healthy body looks different on every person. So, what's your definition of true health?
1: Well, you know, I, I still look towards, and even though there are different feelings about the World Health Organization at the moment, there are still going to be good and bad in everything and everyone and One of the phrases that I do love that was released by the World Health Organization was their definition of health. Um, And they did say that health is not merely the state of the absence of symptoms and infirmity or disease. Yes. It is a state of optimal function on every level. Yes. And they also worked into their uh, definition of health, the word social, on a social level as well, which is really interesting. Sort of, you know, we've been told that we can't be physically... Um, together and we're such social creatures, it's such an important thing, um, you know, for us to have and be for overall wellness. But so what I'm going to say is that you could be fit or lean, but you might not necessarily be well. Absolutely. And there's an absolute difference because if we look back at that World Health Organization definition of health, it's really about the state of optimal function, how well your body is able to heal yes. um, and function on every level is what makes one well. Um, and the other thing is too that you've also got, um, I guess, you could look at information around, you know, Hippocrates, the father of medicine, all the different things that he said. Thomas Edison is one of my favourite quotes as well. Um, he said, the doctor of the future will give no medicine. Yes. He will rather educate his patients in the care of the human frame. Yes. In, in diet and in the cause and prevention of disease. Love it. now. Cause and prevention is key. Yes. You know, it's easier to stay well than to get well. Absolutely. But what I loved about Thomas Edison's quote so many years ago is that he said, in the care of the human frame, this is the spine. This is the spine or our posture is the window
0: to our health. Absolutely. Amazing. I love that. So how did you first get involved with the chiropractic profession? Well, I guess I was introduced to chiropractic and had such a wonderful
1: experience and then continued to have chiropractic care. I then opened up my own practice, um, you know, and I just was so passionate about paying it forward because I had such great results when, you know, no other avenue worked for me. And I thought, well, how many other people are actually experiencing the same and they're kind of lost, but nobody's talking about this because the chiropractic profession are a small-ish profession in terms of comparing it to, say, pharmaceutical industries. They have billions of dollars a day that they can spend on sharing their message about just take this pill and it goes directly to the source of pain. We all know that's not true. It has to go throughout right. the whole body. Yes. But, you know, the, the propaganda, if you like, or the notion of selling their story and and almost programming and conditioning us to believe that you just take this and then everything will be fine, but yes. it never actually addresses the cause, Yes. Only, only the symptoms. And so I felt compelled to help the chiropractic profession share their message because it's the fastest-growing profession in the world in healthcare that doesn't use drugs or surgery. So that's why I went on to do so much media. In 2009, I won that award and, you know, shared my own personal story in various magazines. Um, I wrote a book called Seven Things Your Doctor Forgot to Tell You at the time went on several different television shows, spoke in seminars all over, including one at the New Zealand College of Chiropractic with Dr. Bruce Lipton. I remember him he was there talking about epigenetics. Yes. Which was absolutely amazing. We should talk about that because you're all about staying young. And if you look up, if you Google any of Dr. Bruce Lipton's works on epigenetics and chiropractic, mm. he was talking about changing signal from brain to body. Yes. And when you change a signal from brain to body, you can actually change the way your DNA expresses itself and functions. And so we know that we can do that through thoughts and food. Mm. But what he also discovered was that you could also do that through chiropractic care by just changing that, creating a healthier signal. And so I guess it'd be really important to talk now about, you know, what is the nerve system and what is chiropractic Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people don't even know, but the nervous system is the brain, the spinal cord. Think of it like a little tadpole thing. So, you've got the brain at the top and then the spinal cord, which comes off that. But then off the spinal cord, you've got nerves that branch out and then they send signals to every cell tissue and organ in the body. Right. And what protects the, the, the nervous system? Well, the brain is protected by the hard bones of the skull and then you've got, the spinal cord and the nerves are protected by the vertebrae, the, sp- the spinal bones. Um, and the body actually recognises that this is the most supreme system in our body, the yes. nervous system, which is why God or the universe or whatever higher intelligence designed us, I call it grand organised design, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's gone, well, you know what, let's encase that system in hard bone to protect it. Yes. Because there's no other system in our body that is protected solely. I mean, we've got the ribs, but they protect a wide range of organs. Right. So. Interesting. This is exactly right. So the body recognizes that this is the most supreme. So, you know, it's not like chiropractic is good for everything, but yes, it is good for everything because when we look after the health of our nervous system, it looks after everything else. Absolutely. So you've got the nervous system, right? It's key. It's so important. We know this. Now, through the workings of the nervous system is how we perceive the world. It's how we adapt to stress and it's how we coordinate all bodily functions. So if you're trying to be really positive and say, oh, I just have a positive day, positive thoughts and everything, sometimes if you have a physiological blockage because your nervous system is interfered with, your spinal misalignment or whatever, It doesn't matter how positive you try and be, you just can't because you physiologically are not in alignment and you're having distorted signals from brain to body. So this is why it's so important for people to actually go and get checked by a chiropractor. If you feel like you're trying everything you can, whether it's mental health or physical health or whatever is going on for you, and you haven't been checked by a chiropractor, then chances are you just physiologically can't. And we don't see you know, depressed people walking around with brilliant posture, with their chest puffed out right. and their chin tucked in and their head held high and their shoulders back. You name one depressed person that walks around with brilliant posture. Mm. You can't name it. But every time you see someone with their shoulders slumped forward and they're in a fight or flight position like a boxer yes. where the neck cranes forward, yep, those are the people that are having, you know, Mental illnesses, depression, Mm. anxiety, all of those things. And that's because your physiology changes your chemistry and mm. in turn changes your emotional status. So true. So, so when we, because when we, I'm acting like I'm the chiropractor, but the <laughs> chiropractic profession, and so many chiropractors say to me, you need to become a chiropractor. But I can tell you right now, if I was one, I probably wouldn't be able to speak in the way that I um That you do, 10. yeah. For the chiropractic profession, they need people like me. Absolutely. Most chiropractors are just excellent scientists and yeah. they're not necessarily always great communicators or educators and they just do they're they're just, it's a double science degree Vicky. Yeah. Um, You know it takes five years to get the degree at university level it's uh, training their diagnostics training is more than what a medical doctor would have in diagnostic. Wow. So that means that they're a primary healthcare practitioner. Right. It means you don't need a referral to go and see one. Right. And yeah it means that Um, when they're checking you, if there is something more sinister like pathology or potential cancer or whatever, then they're able to detect that and then send you off for some sort of scan or whatever before they actually do any sort of chiropractic adjustment. And I think that's really important to know that when you are looking for a chiropractor to make sure that they do have the training, that they really are a chiropractor. Yes. Um, And they have had the training and registered with the board, um, perhaps a member of the Chiropractors Association of Australia or America or wherever you are. And they're doing ongoing training. They're using objective measures of health. Um, and, you know, and that, I mean, cause it's good and bad in every profession, you know. Yeah. And so how to find a good chiropractor is a whole other thing that I can help
0: people with that. Yes. <laughs> well, they can come to you for recommendations.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I know nearly all the good chiropractors around And if I don't, I will make it, I can easily
0: find out for you. (laughs) Sounds good. So tell us who should seek chiropractic care? I know you said earlier it it is actually for everyone, right? But in particular, is it, you know, I guess people who are in pain are the ones most likely to seek that care. Um, But tell us. That's a good question. Yeah. Who else? Well, such a good question because pain is what motivates
1: us, yeah? So we think, oh, I'm in pain, I've got to go do something now. Um, But we shouldn't really wait until it's broke to fix it. Right, Um, exactly. There's iatrogenesis, which is a whole other subject I'd love to talk to you about. Iatrogenesis is the notion of, well, the wrong medicine at the right time or the right medicine at the wrong time. So if we have that approach to care, which is an allopathic model, it's a reactive approach, not a proactive approach. The chiropractic and wellness is a proactive approach. We don't wait till something's so bad to fix it. right? So if, if we have this, this model then yes it's going to take probably a long time for your nerve system to start to remember the new healthy posture and then bring it back to balance again and hold on to that new healthy posture because the nerve system has a memory yes. so much like when we go to the orthodontist and we know that we have to put braces on our teeth to get new you know shape moment, yeah. it's going to take about yeah it's going to take about a year for that nerve system to remember so that's why sometimes when adults go and have chiropractic care they're like oh it didn't get fixed in one session (laughs) yes (laughs) yes and that's because we've been conditioned to believe through the pharmaceutical company that you just take this one pill and your problem's gone but it actually never addresses the cause only the symptoms right but now we're conditioned to believe that all healing should be that way but if it took you know this long to get it it might take this long to remove it as well and so the longer we leave something the longer it's going to take to heal and i think there was a study done with australians Um, the average age for an Australian to get checked by a chiropractor was 31. So that's potentially 31 years of not ever having your spine checked Mm. um, and then expecting it to all be gone in one week or one month or whatever it is. It's unrealistic. So I think we have to be, yeah, we have to be really patient and absolutely everyone should get checked, even children. Um, And, you know, if you do get a child checked by a chiropractor, it's just amazing for them because their problem hasn't been there for as long, and so it just means that you're giving them the best start in life. And yes. it, and the thing is, people get checked for more reasons than just pain. And I tell you why: the nervous system is only dedicated to about ten percent worth of feeling nerve. Right. So the nervous system's role is why not ten percent; it's so low. <laughs> yeah. Wow! When I learned that too in my um, studies as a chiropractic assistant. I was like, "Wow!" And so, by the time these people are actually ringing up to make an appointment, yes, they're focused on that ten percent. So, what was going on on a functional level? Because the nerve system's main role is to, you know, send Feedback. signals to yeah. beat the heart and you know work that digestive system and all the functioning stuff, right? It's, it doesn't have time to go and give us symptoms and headaches and stuff. So, by the time it does do that, that's when you go, "Oh my gosh, I really have to listen." Yes, you know, and. Yeah. What are all the other things that could be improving um, as a result of having a better working nerve system that you didn't even realize were connected Mm. and you're perhaps waiting for a pain or a symptom to occur? And in that notion of knowing that it's only dedicated to 10% with the feeling nerves, this is why it's so important to choose a chiropractor that when they are re-examining you and checking for your progress, Yes. They should always use an objective measure of healthcare, like a re X ray, another yes, positive yes, test, yes. or an EMG scan, which stands for electromyography, um, and "myo" meaning muscles. So measuring the heat that's coming out of your muscles from either side of the spine because if there is nerve system interference, then because remember the nerves tell the muscles what to do, they will be sending heat to those muscles mm. to put them into spasms. So there will be heat coming out of there and the electromyography is completely non-invasive.
0: Yes, yeah, it's I've had high it done.
1: technology. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to show you exactly where the area of the choked nerve is and you know, where potential vertebral subluxation is occurring um, and then if you're doing a re-EMG scan, you're now focusing on an objective measure of health. So rather yes. than going, Vicky, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling better? You know, and you say, yeah, I'm feeling better, but we're focusing only on that 10%, remember? Yes, yes. Um, and it could be because the sun is shining or you've got a pay rise, or you're selling love. Yep. The Chiropractor needs to make sure that your body really is changing functionally and structurally yes. as well, and not just symptomatically.
0: Yep, absolutely. Actually, I think I'm ready for another scan. I think I've been. I think I've had about ten sessions almost now. So I'm curious Amazing. to see. Yeah, the progress. But tell us. I mean, obviously, um, like you're saying, the nervous system is fundamental to our health and well-being. But how do we look after it? Like, what can we do to look after our nervous system better?
1: Such a good question. And I love that you say that because most wellness folk like us are all about being proactive and wanting to do all the other right things and the adjuncts that we need to help that healing fast track. Yes, yes. And chiropractors love that because, you know, the word doctor actually means teacher. Yep. And so a doctor of chiropractic is all about educating. And yet, you know, sometimes medical doctors forget this whole notion. And, you know, we were on the clock. We've got to get a drug out. We've got to get them out the door. Um, And, you know, and having said that, some other practitioners and chiropractors might not work so great in education as well, which is why it's so important to find the right person for you Mm. that will spend the time to educate you. Otherwise, just come to me (laughs) as a wellness coaching client or, you know, read all of my books. But we do need to help that healing be fast-tracked and make the chiropractor's job easier because there are three causes of vertebral subluxation. So let's break down the word vertebral and subluxation. We know vertebral means um, the vertebrae, the bones of the spine, but subluxation is a terminology that chiropractors use for this nerve system interference that we're talking about. And sub is a Latin word for under Mm -hmm. or less than, like the word submarine, it's under, under the water. So under or less than. Lux means life or light. Right, so it's a condition of the body that's devoid of light or life. Wow! And when you remove, yeah, when you remove that vertebral subluxation, you're allowing for that life force, that light mm. that is to running up in. Yep.
0: to come back in. Beautiful.
1: So now I've forgotten your question because I get so excited. What else about... we can do to support oh, the nervous so, system? So there are. I Was gonna say three causes of vertebral subluxation. Yes, but there's actually four causes of okay. vertebral subluxation. So they are physical. Yes, right. So all the bumps and falls. This is why it's so important for children to get checked because yes. the first vertebral subluxation <laughs> might even occur at birth. Yeah, you know, absolutely. With, with, and you know what? Even with a vaginal birth, a natural birth, it's still twisting and turning on the baby's head. Yes, or in utero, you know, the might, mother might. You know, not be ready and the baby comes back in. That's what happened with me. So, my son went back in because I decided not to have a home birth and went to a birthing center instead because it was my first time, thought I couldn't do it. And then, you know, I dilated and then I wasn't ready. And then apparently he sort of twisted his head to sort of go back in for another seven hours or whatever. When he finally (laughs) came out, (laughs) he had, you know, his atlas, his top vertebrae was subluxated. So, he had that checked at five minutes old. Wow. And, You know, that gave him the best start in life. Beautiful. You know, how many kids land up on medications straight away because there's something going on physiologically that's, you know, not helping them to work as well as they could or should. So there's the physical stuff, the bumps and falls, the car accidents, the posture, the sedentary posture, the high heels, all these physical things are quite easy to understand on how, you know, it impacts on our spinal health. Mm. Then you've got got physical, you have got chemical subluxation. Mm -hmm. Drugs, alcohol, okay. medication, um, pesticides, all the different toxins on our personal hygiene products and things like that. So all of these chemicals and toxins actually impact on our nervous system Interesting. and they can distort our spine and it's actually the body's way to adapt. It's like, oh, I don't want this distorted unhealthy signal going throughout my body. So I'm just kind of, you know... Smokers, for example, there was a study done by Henry Windsor, who was an MD. Look up the Henry Windsor study, okay? And he wanted to disprove the theory of chiropractic, saying, "Well, if these nerves awaken these organs, then we should be able to, you know, go well. Let's trace the nerve back in some cadavers and go. These whoever di- died of whatever organ disease, then we, if we trace the nerves back to that." area of the spine, that should be the one that's the most damaged or um, diseased and yeah. and, yeah, deteriorated. So um, he had, I think it was like 200 and something cadavers and he tested them all and they all had to die of some sort of organ disease. Right. And then he, he traced the nerve back and found that, you know, if they died from heart disease or whatever or lung disease, then, yes, those were the, in the upper thoracic, those were the spinal binds that were the most degenerated, right? Right. And I think there was only about 20 or something cadavers that weren't, but they were the segment above and below. So in trying to disprove the theory of chiropractic, he actually proved the theory of chiropractic with this study. And so the reason why I'm bringing up this story is because, let's look at smokers, for example. What will happen is a lot of smokers will have um, degeneration in their mid thoracics. If you have a look at their X-rays, right, and that's because the body wants to subluxate in that area because mm. there's so much pollution and toxicity in in the lungs. Yes. That it's kind of it's just the body's innate intelligence to go. I don't want this distorted, unhealthy Isn't it incredible? Seasonal.
0: The body's wisdom. Yeah, amazes mm-hmm. me. So
1: you've got the chemical toxicity. We've got the physical toxicity. We've got emotional toxicity. Okay. So all we have to do is think about what happens when you have a stressful day. Yes, the posture changes. The shoulders come up to the earlobes, the head mm. juts forward. Even when we're having an argument, our heads are jutting forward. This is the fight yes, or flight yes. response, right? We actually have less blood in our brain mm. and it's all moved to our extremities in right. fight or flight to that's run right. away from the lion, yep. to wrestle it to the ground. So that's why when you're having a fight with your partner and then afterwards you're like, oh, I didn't really mean to say that, I wasn't thinking clearly. <laughs> It's because you really weren't. There was less blood in your brain and it was all in your (laughs) extremities. You should have been, I don't know, making love or running away from each other (laughs) and get rid of that adrenaline, um, you know, and and just use it because we are, you know, we're designed to wrestle and we're designed to use up that adrenaline, but we're not doing that now. And so, Yes. yes, emotional Uh, causes of vertebral subluxation are probably the biggest one Mm. in our world today because of the amount of stress and because of the lack of movement and using up that cortisol and adrenaline that is being released on a daily basis. Absolutely. And
0: what's the
1: last one? Yeah, so let's think about break it down and all the things that we can do to support, you know, those toxic stressors. So the last one, believe it or not, is actually one that I've only recently started communicating about, and it's environmental. Right. So these are the things that we can't control. This is like pollution yes. and um, EMS, electromagnetic yes, fields, yes, yes. radiation that's coming from all of our devices and things that we can't control. And mm. they can impact on the health of our nervous system. So living a life where removing those toxic stressors are absolutely key. Yes, absolutely. When you start working with the chiropractor by helping them to have you know a cleaner lifestyle, is what they call it, then you're you're speeding up your self healing capacity mm.
0: for them. Yep. It feels like we need chiropractic care almost daily, considering how much we're exposed to you know, environmentally, emotionally, the chemicals, physical, stress. Like we, we're constantly the body's constantly under stress. Um preach it, sister. <laughs> yeah. But also it surprises me that chiropractic hasn't been integrated within hospitals considering Right. Well there was there was um the founder of chiropractic, uh BJ and D.D.
1: Palmer so they were in America and they were these mad scientists and how chiropractic actually began was there was this crazy scientist and he, um, Palmer worked to, you know, I guess research the nervous system and he had this janitor working for him and the janitor was working under a wagon one day and he felt like a pop in his neck or something and he came up and said to D.D. Palmer, oh my hearing just, you know, was gone after, shortly after this neck, whatever thing happened to him. Yeah. And and he said, Do you mind if I check your spine? And he did, and there was misalignment there and he adjusted him. And that's how chiropractic began because mm. the janitor's hearing came back. Well wow. Interesting.
0: Well, interesting for me too. I think I told you this story. So I had my, I'm short-sighted and one eye is slightly worse than the other. I mean, my eyesight's not bad by any means, but I had um, a few sessions of chiropractic and you actually said to me, it'd be interesting to see if my eyesight has improved or not. And you were right. It did. Improved by 0.25. So um, that doesn't surprise me that his hearing came back.
1: Yeah, wow. I love it. I love it because the thing is, that's what chiropractic is about. Remember, restoring the health of the nervous mm. system. And through the nervous system, we self heal and regulate. Yeah. Our bodies can function better through that. So, chiropractic care is the catalyst, but our bodies are what is healing us. We have the capacity yes, to heal absolutely. if we give it the right environment. environment absolutely. We are getting new cells. Every, every, day. Of yep. every day, second every day. But yep. what's happening when the, the signals to the cells are distorted, we start to degenerate. Mm. What happens with chiropractic care? We start to regenerate. And why wouldn't we if we're yes. getting the new cells every second of yes. every day? So yes, yes. The reason why I wanted to talk about <laughs> Dee Palmer and BJ Palmer is because eventually they had, um, if you Google them, they had a a hospital, um, it wasn't for psychiatric, psychiatric patients, but it was, it was a hospital for people with um, mental illness or something like that. Mm. And they were obsessed with studying, you know, spines, you know, scoliosis and all yeah. sorts of curvatures. And he had a museum of these <laughs> spines that he collected. But he also adjusted people with uh, different sorts of mental illnesses. And there was an improvement in that as well. And I think there was even a state in America, two states in America, that when it was like petty crime, yes, um, yep. uh, like just sort of shoplifting, you could have you could go to jail for two years or have two years worth of chiropractic care because they acknowledged. Oh, wow, that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. crazy! But it just was changing the way we think and function and and those sorts of things. So when you say why isn't chiropractic care made more available to everybody? Yes, you are preaching to the choir because when we start to understand it, and this is why I'm so passionate about sharing the information. Imagine how well the world could be. Yes. Because we are impacted with, you know, physical, uh, interferences, chemical toxicities, environmental pollution, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Constantly. And we do need it to adapt to this world that we have. Except I think that there has been a little bit of myths and misconceptions going on around the profession. Yes. There's possibly also some professional jealousy that's going on. Yes, I mean yes, we are yes. in a wellness revolution right now and people are feeling the pinch when, you know, if, we, if we're eating well and we're moving well and we're having chiropractic care and we're thinking clearly and critically, we don't need drugs and medication as much. And so, uh, you know, exactly. join the dot.
0: Yep, exactly. So, I mean, obviously, it feels like just listening to you, like we need yoga and meditation so much more than ever now. Um, and, so, and also for people who I remember teaching yoga a few years ago and students used to say at the end of the class, oh my God, that was so much, but that was just as good as a chiropractic adjustment. Um, and that's because well, you know they had the opportunity to move and bend and stretch and twist and invert their bodies, um, which you know, day-to-day life, they never have that opportunity. So I could understand that. But tell us what, for people who can't afford chiropractic care, what other options are there for those people? So firstly, movement is key. Yes. So it's nice no having a
1: chiropractic adjustment and then going and sitting in your car and sitting in your office and never moving. So the best thing to do after an adjustment is go for a walk, stretch, move, and allow that nervous system to reset into that healthier posture pattern. Yes. Um, and assist it better. Um, the thing is, sometimes though we can't do yoga as well as we'd like to because mm. we might have that, that degeneration set in there year for years, you know. And so right. sometimes you know we do need that assistance um, as much as some people are like, I can't do yoga, or I can't train. That that's why it's so important for people to have it. But in Australia, we're very lucky; we actually have chiropractic care available through through the Medicare system. Right. So if you oh, go to, know yeah, if you go to the GP and tell them about your headaches or your back pain. Um, they'll be able to write you a care plan. I think mm. anywhere between five and ten visits per year. Right. Don't, bang on, about, you know, don't yep. bang on about, you know, the mental stuff and, the, you know, DD Palmer and all that crazy stuff. I think just keep it really simple for <laughs> the doctor and just tell yep. them about everyone's had a headache or a back pain before. As I said, it's kind of unfortunate that the professions had to, in order for others to survive, because everybody wants scientific evidence. Yes for them to survive, even though they've got millions of case studies all day every day with success in patients. I think the medical uh, model seeks to only support it when it's about a headache or a back pain. And so that's where chiropractors kind of failed in a way where they gave up and stopped talking about how the nervous system controls the immune system and therefore your immune system will actually start to work better. Or they stopped talking about you know the DNA um, function or you know, the digestive, they stopped talking about the hearing, all of those things, because it was just so easy to get research to prove that chiropractic could help you with your headaches and back pain. So that's how we know it today, but it's for so many more things. So if people want to try chiropractic for all of the different things, because the knee bone is connected to the thigh bone and everything is a holistic approach. Yes. As I said, if you want to access it and you can't afford it, go to the GP, just tell them about your headaches or back pain, yes. and they will be able to help you with that if you know you know. have a, a referral. But make sure you go to the GP with someone in mind that you already want to see. Yep, um, got it. And then failing that, go get a second opinion yes. and get another doctor. And then failing that, um, you can also go to Sacred Heart in St Kilda. The RMIT Melbourne Chiropractic University has their last year students working out of Sacred Heart and – right. They have been um, doing care there for, I think, a gold coin donation. So it is available to everyone, including the homeless. I remember working there once and seeing a homeless man getting adjusted by this chiropractor who had donated his time once a month. And the chiropractor told me afterwards, oh, after that session, this man told me it was the first time he had ever had anyone put his hands on him in a
0: positive way, Oh, ever. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. So amazing. Incredible.
1: And what about... And, you know, you can... Oh, sorry, yeah. you can get uh, a refund, though, from private health care insurance up to like 400 to $800 per year if you've got private care. So don't
0: forget that. As well, yep. great options. So what about nutrition? Tr- nutritionally? Are there any foods or even supplements that you can suggest that may help with supporting the nervous system and the nerves themselves? So as a certified food lifestyle and wellness coach, I do have training in
1: nutrition. And yep. one of my electives is Superfood Nutrition, which I love because it's all about anti-aging. Yes, um, yes. I'm... Um, I'm not prescriptive in my training, but I do uh, understand nutrition. I wrote a bestseller called um, Eat Fat, Be Lean, mm-hmm. about eating good fat. So let's talk about good fat. Yep. Good fats are so important for our hormones and our nervous system because they are both made up of yes. fats. Right. So, and, you know, you've got particularly the sex hormones are made up of fat. and um, you've got the myelin sheath, M-Y-E-L-I-N, made yep. up of fats that we need to feed our body with good fats, but yes. good fats from plants. You know, we know avocado is a great one. You've got nuts and seeds. Yes. But let's remember we need variety. So, not just nuts, because oh, yeah, it's easy to just eat some almonds or whatever, but seeds as well. So, the greater the variety of the nutrition, the different types of plant fats you'll be getting into your body. And yes. then you're feeding your hormones and your nervous system with the very thing that it needs to thrive. And Beautiful. we do have yeah. problems in our modern world because we got taught low fat, low fat, low fat. Yes, and if it yes. works, we'd all be thin and we're not. And we're also terribly infertile too. And considering the fact that, you know, we need to feed our sex hormones with fat, yep, you kind of want to put two and two together because you look at other countries like in Asia and they eat a lot of fats, whether it's from coconut or India and ghee and, you know, they, they're eating the fats, but they don't have the problems that we do, like infertility or obesity and things like that. So, Definitely include good fats in the diet to support the hormones and the nervous system. Great. Um, and then, of course, because we were talking about toxicity and chemical toxicity, you want to avoid packaged foods that are over-processed as well because that will impact on the health of the nervous system as well. So I remember once I was working at a chiropractic practice and this little kid was coming in to get adjusted. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were rolling around on the floor all excited and then they said, oh, and after this chiropractic adjustment, we're going to go and eat McDonald's, but you're not allowed to tell the (laughs) chiropractor. And all I could say is how honest is that? But at the same time, you know what? At least that family is having a nervous system that can then at least cope with the toxicity that they're probably going to be putting in their body anyway. Oh, goodness. Uh, I thought, doesn't that negate the effect of having the chiropractic adjustment? (laughs) And he said to me at the time, no, it's not going to negate it. If anything, one step at a time, at least they're able to better adapt to that horrible nutrition.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> and what about supplements? Is there anything we can take supplement-wise or is it more about taking getting good antioxidants into your body as well?
1: Yeah, so once
0: again, um,
1: the best thing to do is to talk to your chiropractor yep. who is caring for you because sometimes, you would need to supplement, which yes. is only for a short period of yes. time, depending yep. on what's going on for you holistically, and I will spend a good you know, half hour to hour in that initial consultation looking at everything first and then let you know if there's anything that they
0: need you yeah. to supplement with. But I guess if you've got inflammation or things like that, like turmeric's really good or MSM for the joints.
1: Exactly. That's why yeah. I love your turmeric lattes and things like that, which is great for inflammation. Because the gut is the second nervous system, yeah. So yes, yes. Those kinds of foods are amazing. But you know, even magnesium, lots of dark leafy greens, yes. and almonds are high in mac- magnesium. But when you're talking about supplementing, yep. um, that's something that needs to be prescribed by that you know a doctor of chiropractic or naturopath, nutritionist, whoever you're getting it from because it also needs to be monitored. You can have too much of anything even if it's a natural thing as well. Yes. But we are mostly depleted in magnesium because A, we are sedentary. We're yep. not moving enough. We're stressed and so we're using up or overusing the magnesium stores. Yes. And B, we're just not eating enough dark leafy greens anymore. Yeah, yep, and yep. and we need to take the time to get those into our diet as well. So If we're supplementing with magnesium powders and stuff like that, that might be good, but also look at the diet and make sure you're getting nutrition from food. Absolutely. And then you have to make sure that you're also able to assimilate that nutrition because if you're highly stressed or your nerve system is shot, it doesn't matter how good that nutrition is, you might as well be weeing it out.
0: Yep, exactly. (laughs) And the vagus nerve is the nerve that runs from the brain to the gut, right? So if your gut's not right, then that's going to impact your brain and your thinking and your nervous system surely. Exactly, so there's
1: emotional stress that we can look at, but then there's also that physiological stress, but is there a vertebral subluxation that's actually impacting on the health of the vagus nerve too? Yep,
0: yep. Interesting. And so what about, I mean, for people who who are scared of bone cracking, because I know I've never been a bone cracker, but since I've seen um, the chiropractor, I've kind of felt so much satisfaction from having my neck (laughs) cracked. But for people who are fearful of that, obviously having a neck adjustment is optional. um, But, and it's quite a gentle approach anyway, like chiropractic adjustments are very gentle and um, I guess it's no different from if you're doing a forward bend and feeling your back release on its own, really.
1: I'm so glad that you brought this up actually because this is one of the myths and misconceptions around chiropractic. And whilst some people might hear a cracking or popping type of a noise, yep. you need to understand that there was this also there was a study done um, you know, quite a few years ago about taking an over-the-counter anti-inflammatory. It was about 200 times safer than taking one of those painkilling pills, which we've all taken at some point in our life before. Yep. But because we've been programmed with, you know, Hollywood movies and, you know, a little kung fu, this, that and the other, and we think that that's what chiropractic is, you have to remember that their training is a double science degree. It's completely safe. It's very scientific. I mean, all they're studying is for those five years solidly is the nervous system. And it's the intention towards correction. So rather than a random movement of joints, what's going on is they're actually looking at the spine through all of these tests. Yep. And then saying, and make sure your chiropractor does check you thoroughly first. Otherwise, they're not a good chiropractor. It's like trying to fix a car without looking under the bonnet first. Yes. But you have to actually make sure that the chiropractor, well, the chiro- all trained chiropractors know that they're adjusting towards correction. So yes, they're taking pressure yes, yes. off the nerve. So if anything, leaving it on there is more dangerous than actually yep. taking it off. But the noise that you do sometimes hear is just gas bubbles being released like when you'd open up a can of a soft drink. Yeah, right. Um, And it's not bones touching at all. It's impossible. Yes. Um, And chiropractors will give you a thorough examination uh, before doing any kind of adjustments. And the adjustment, as I said, is super gentle. Some of the techniques are as gentle as putting um, a contact lens on your eyeball, that pressure that it would take. And their gentle touch techniques is about 100 and something different chiropractic techniques. And so those are the techniques that you would use on a baby. And some mothers even say, wow, it was like testing the ripeness of a tomato. That's how gentle it was. Yes. I think I'm more, I'm more physical with my baby when I breastfeed it than you were with that chiropractic yes. adjustment just yep. then.
0: Yep, exactly. So it
1: is it's extremely gentle. But sometimes, as you say, you can feel that popping or whatever, and it is a release. It's amazing. It's an absolute relief <laughs> that I think we just have to kind of go, right, you know, um, let's wipe out all of those thoughts and ideas around what we were told that it is yes. and understand that it's taking pressure off the nerves. But there's also a, a technique where chiropractors use tables which the beds move up yes, and down. It's, yes. They're called drop drop pieces. Yep. So you're actually moving away from the force. Yes. Because, so it's, it's not force against force because the drop. Piece on the table moves, so it's completely gentle as you move away with it. Yes, um, and you're just gently guiding the body into a better alignment. But everyone always expresses a feeling of release. But then after the release phase, you do have, a, you know, a revitalizing phase, and the body starts to renew and rebuild and regenerate, and that could take some time. And um, after the adjustment it will take about twenty four to forty eight hours where you're still getting healing messages. So that's why it's important to drink lots of water, flush out toxins, keep the body moving and do all of those beautiful adjuncts that your chiropractor will tell you to do.
0: Very nice. Amazing. So tell us, I mean, as you we mentioned in the intro, you've written seven books of your own, but tell us what's your next book and what other projects have you got coming up? Oh, my goodness, it is. (laughs) I am loving this book so much. It's probably going to be the best
1: thing I've ever written in my life. It's kind of a collaboration of all the seven books merged into one and then going next level again about wellness um, on top of that and how to just be the most well-being you can be so that it doesn't matter what comes past you. You can just adapt to it so well Mm. and just live in optimal function and in optimal health naturally. Amazing. That's what we need to do is rather than trying to change up our environment, yes. why don't we change up ourselves to suit the environment? So yes. there are things that we can't control in life and we know that, but if we change the way our body expresses health, then it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around us because we're super strong and well.
0: Yes, exactly. Amazing.
1: So I'm excited about this next book and I have been writing it already today and just taking taking a break with you to talk about uh, the nerve system and then I'm going to go back to it and hopefully it's going to be out, you know, before 2020 ends. Um, It's something that we all need, we all want, we're all ready for now to understand what true health is and how to have it.
0: Absolutely, especially now. (laughs) And what's your favourite book, Andy?
1: Oh, it's so hard to choose one because each one was written at different times, you know, when things were important to me. So the first one was Understanding the paradigm shift between, um, you know, well care and sick care. Um, and I, I guess the one I'm writing now is kind of going to be uh, a little bit about that one because it's still, you know, 15 years later, so relevant today, if not more so than ever. Yeah. The second one was modern day mother, you know, babies in sleep from womb to one. And it was about how to have a healthy pregnancy a natural birth, breastfeeding and beyond. The, we appeared on um, 60 Minutes with that one. Um, about full-term breastfeeding and attachment parenting. That was special to me because of that. And my son was involved in that. And, you know, he hasn't had a toxin in his body and he's almost 11 and he's never even had a cold or anything, he's never been sick. Amazing. So um, the way in which we come into the world says a lot. And then, of course, there were the two bestsellers, the Eat Fat series, and they created a fat food movement. And it was at the time where Sarah Wilson brought out "I Quit Sugar," and I thought, yes. "The world's going to give up sugar now." But you can't do that without introducing fat. Yes, so absolutely, that was really important to bring that out. And they were amazing; they blew up within an hour of going on one of the morning shows. They became a bestseller immediately, and um, then Real Fit Food was about the, you know, the real food movement and revolution and going back to eating as close to nature as possible and having that intelligent nutrition that goes on in our body and moving away from processed foods and understanding the process behind processed foods. Mm. Um, And then I wrote about wellness loading, disconnect to reconnect, a digital detox, which is so important to have more conscious, connected times and get (laughs) off tech for a while and the addiction that it is. Um, And then I went, oh gosh, let me have a little bit of fun now and Let's talk about healthy relationships. So my most recent one was hashtag InstaLovers and it's all about digital dating and how we caught and connect online. Um, and it was so much fun. I mean, even married people read that and said, wow, you just helped me get my flirt back on. And you know what? Flirting is so healthy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. So they've all been a different journey, Vicky, and serve different purposes. And every time I write one, I say, I'm never going to do this ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here and I here am. And here we are. Amazing. <laughs> so tell us, just to finish up, what are your top three tips to living a longer, stronger, happier, and healthier life?
1: Hmm. Top three. Yes. Live a drug free lifestyle. Yes. Have a great working nervous system with chiropractic. Yes. And change your perception.
0: Hmm. I like it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Balance your perception. Very nice. And tell us, how can people find you? Um, dot
1: A-N-D-I-L-E-W.com. I'd love you to stay in contact with me on Instagram, A-N-D-I dot L-E-W. I've got a lot of IGTV videos there and I do answer all my DMs. Yes. Um, yeah. That's so stay in contact on those two <laughs> platforms. Well, I actually really care. That's so good. I just think we're all here to love,
0: serve, and nurture. So Absolutely. if you don't
1: understand that notion, why are we even here? Yeah.
0: hundred percent. Beautiful. So AndyLou dot com dot AU? No, no.au, just .com. I'm worldwide, babe, worldwide. Perfect. (laughs) Love it. Thank you so much for your time and your input and your knowledge and for sharing your energy today. We can't wait for your new book to come out, so we'll sit tight for that and um, have a great day. Thank you so much. Thank you, Vicky. I hope you get to live to 120. I know yes. you will. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan. Thanks, Andy. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and follow me on our YouTube channel, One Body, One Life, to see more inspirational videos to help you reach optimal wellness and longevity. But until next time, don't forget, you've got a Nourish to Flourish.